Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship. Uh, so excited to have you join me today as we continue to just do kind of a slow journey through the New Testament, one chapter at a time, and, and really just looking at one portion of each chapter. And so today we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And this is a, a passage that really is speaking about marriage, about the, the intimate relationship between a husband and a wife. There's a lot of different dynamics here, but uh, what I think is most helpful for us today and for our listeners is to think about kind of the, the big picture when it comes to should someone be married or should they remain single? You know, as I've spoken to a lot of people, uh, young people, uh, people that are middle-aged that have not been married, those who um, they, they are widowed or they have been divorced, this is, this is a, a big question to wrestle with. And, uh, and so what I want to do today is I want to look at, a, a just a, a few verses and I want to say a few general principles that we can begin to think about and apply. But, but I want to kind of start this by saying, if you are someone who is unmarried and, uh, if, if you're thinking about marriage, if you're someone who has been divorced, um, I, I would really encourage you to spend some time with your pastor asking them to walk you through other passages of scripture, because this is not just a uh, one and done. There's a couple of verses right here that speaks exhaustively. Uh, rather, uh, I would encourage you to, to get with your pastor to work through as much scripture as you can find about this topic. Uh, the reality is trying to handle all this in a, a five to 10 minute video, probably I'm not gonna do it justice. But what I can do is we can walk through a few of the principles that will help us to at least begin to think correctly about this. And so with that said, let's look at the text, 1 Corinthians 7. I want to look at verses 7 through 9. The Apostle Paul, he says, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. Now, this is interesting. Paul says, I wish, I wish everyone were as I am. Now, Paul, we, we know Paul is single here. Many actually look at this text and see that it's potentially Paul is speaking about him uh, being previously married. Potentially, he's a he's a widower. Potentially, he had a spouse. There are some that look at this passage and they see some some insight and that that might actually be the case. And so Paul says, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. Well, what are these gifts? He says, to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. Now, when Paul speaks of the unmarried, he's, uh, he's likely speaking of those who are, have experienced divorce. Later on, he actually speaks to the, the virgin, the one who has never been married before. And this is a different term. This is a different qualification. And so to the unmarried, he's speaking to those who were married and no longer are. And then he uses the term widows. This is the, the one who has lost their spouse to death. They, they were married and their husband or their, their wife, they passed away. And so now they're in a heartbreaking way. They're no longer married. He says to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. See, Paul, he has, he has chosen to remain single. And the way this is laid out, it gives us some indication that potentially he previously was not single. There, there's a likelihood that he was married beforehand and that uh, there, there's a likelihood that his, his wife had passed away. That's what we're looking at here. Verse nine, he says, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. 
So he's speaking to the, those who fall into this category of, of unmarried or widows. And he's saying, if you are uh, burning with passion, if you have a strong desire for physical intimacy, well, you shouldn't just go on in sinful desire. Instead, you, you actually should become married. And that, that marriage, that, that binding, that, that covenant, um, that's where you can express in a God-given and holy way the, the desires for intimacy that you have. So Paul here, he's speaking of, he's saying, if you're single and you desire marriage and, and the, the intimacy that comes with marriage, well, then you should be married. But, but he says, I, I wish that all were as I am remaining single. Now, if we were to go further, we would see that there is a, there is a gift for the one who is single. And the gift of the one who is single, the one who remains single, the one who does not become married, that gift is the gift of singleness. We talk about the gift of singleness. And the gift of singleness is when someone can have a, a singular focus on serving the Lord and doing work in ministry. If, if this is you, if you have, if, if you are not someone who has that desire for marriage, if you're not longing for it, if you don't have desire for the intimacy, the physical intimacy that comes with marriage, then you, you may have the gift of singleness. I think it's rare. I think that the other gift is the gift of marriage. Let's not forget that both are a gift to the one who has no desire to be married, has no desire for the, the intimacy that comes with marriage. There is a gift there, and that gift is you are free from some of the responsibilities that would come with marriage, and you are free to serve the Lord. Not to serve yourself, not to be someone who pursues all of the hobbies of this world, but, but to pursue the things of the Lord. And if you are married, you have the gift of marriage. This is a gift. I mean, we think about the very beginning, God said it is not good for man to be alone. And so God gifts man with woman. They're the perfect complement to each other. This is the gift of marriage. And, and not only is this the gift of marriage, this is the default way that life works. By and large, most people are married. By and large, most people receive the gift of marriage. By and large, if you're single you, and you have that desire for marriage, that is a good and beautiful and true and worthy endeavor. You should absolutely pursue marriage. If you're a, a woman, you should be ha have your radar open to a, the godly men around you who are single. Men, godly men, you should be pursuing being a godly man and you should be examining, saying, where are the godly women around me? Who might God be leading me to pursue building a family with? Now, that's so much of the purpose of a family or of a marriage is to build a family and, and then the husband and the wife being, a, being really a, a living picture of the gospel. The husband leading his family as Christ leads and loves and lays down his life for his bride, the church. And the wife following her husband just as the church follows and trusts Christ. This is, this is the, the default. This is the example. This is the ideal. This is the picture of, uh, of relationship that you and I, that, that mankind, specifically believers, we should be pursuing. So the ancient way for our modern day is to, to say, first of all, if you're married, thank God that that's a gift that you have received. And if you're, if you're not married, if you're uh, single and never been married, if you're divorced or, or if you're widowed, I would say prayerfully seek the Lord as he 
as he leads you and he guides you. And I would say, speak to your pastor. Get some spiritual advice. Um, issues of relationships, issues of marriage, these are things that should not be uh, approached flippantly or just kind of like by the seat of your pants. These are things that should be prayerful and especially having wise counselors around you who know the word of God, who know all of the different passages about these issues, who can guide you and lead you based on your circumstance. Uh, that, that's really that's really wise. So this is our ancient way for our modern day.